we have to understand his death on the cross for our sins, that that was necessary for him to seek and to save the lost. And then three days later, we see the resurrection on Easter. I mean, he, he took it full out. 100% all the way. And I think about that crown of thorns stuck in his head and how much that would hurt, blood running down his face. And like I said, his hands, I mean, nails driven straight through it. It's absolutely brutal. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with Adam Page, and uh, we're talking actually about Good Friday and it's connected. First of all, I want to talk about the history of Good Friday. Uh, that'll be part of it, but also the connection to Passover, because Good Friday is when Christ was crucified. Christ was crucified at this Passover celebration. Yeah, Easter to these days, to this very day, is still on Passover weekend. And so they went by the moon. So at the first full moon, so the Sabbath day after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. So first day of spring, whenever you get your first... It's always going to be the next weekend. And that's why it changes. Because it took yeah. me a long time to figure that out. I never could understand why in the world is Easter at the end of March, and then it's two weeks into April, and then it's the first weekend in April. Well, it depends on the full moon, and that's kind of how they did it. But Jesus Christ was clearly crucified on Passover day. And what were they celebrating at Passover? Yeah, Passover, basically, when you look at the Old Testament, it was when they had the, the ten plagues, when they were trying to get the people out of Egypt, and it was the the death of the firstborn and they were to go and then take the lamb's blood and put it on the doorposts on the top and on the sides and the death angel would fly over it so it would pass over so that they would be okay yeah have you ever watched 10 commandments with oh yeah charlton has and, and man it was like the cloud like on the the death <laughs> of the firstborn you see like the cloud up in the sky like fingers and it kind of gave you that sense of the angel of death coming into Egypt and yeah. if you did not sacrifice that lamb that angel of death was going to visit your house and the firstborn was going to die and we yeah. always wondered like well what would happen if the mom and the dad were the firstborn would it affect them or was it only in the household at the time but yeah. every house in Egypt had somebody dead after this was all said and done. There's somebody in that house who had passed away. And so it was really a stunning, shocking uh, event that happened on that night. And so God told him, if you want to avoid this plague, then you need to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, side, side, and top. And some people always speculate it's kind of like a cross, you know, when it comes yeah. up, you look sideways and vertically and, and so then the angel of death would see that and would pass over. That's what got Egypt or Israel out of Egypt. That's what set that slave nation free. And so when we celebrate Passover, when they're celebrating, they're celebrating their freedom. They're celebrating the fact that God passed over them and they were preserved from death. When you look at Jesus Christ being the Passover lamb, to me, that's also death passing over us. Once we believe in Jesus yeah. Christ as the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, then that is what helps us to escape death and have eternal life. So that's what Passover is. That's why Easter is when it is. Yeah, it's, we no longer have the judgment that was would be placed upon us for our sin, but it passes over us. Um, it, I think it's interesting to be able to see that, that 
you know, they have been in bondage for 400 years, the people in Israel. Right. And uh, because of this, you know, like God wanted them to come out of it. He called Moses to tell them that, to tell Pharaoh that. And it was after this, after this plague, after the firstborn, that Pharaoh finally relented and said, okay, you know, you guys can go. And that's when they all two million of them and more came out of Egypt. Right. Now, that is something to celebrate that they were out of that. They were out of slavery, out of bondage. Right. Um, so that's why I think they still remember it today. Yeah. Well, my aunt, I actually saw happy Passover. She had a post up because she converted to Judaism. So she had a happy Passover post on, I believe it was last Saturday or Sunday, whenever I saw it, because they mm-hmm. have the whole week of celebrating Passover. But the Passover lamb actually was slaughtered on Friday. Mm-hmm. So they would eat it that night. Then they would, the Sabbath day would be a day, actually when they would eat it, right? And kind of celebrate that Passover. Wouldn't that be the, is it the Seder dinner yeah. that happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, but Jesus Christ is slaughtered the same time the Passover lambs were slaughtered. And I think that's an interesting thing is that he is truly the one who protects and preserves. So that's why it's Good Friday is always going to be on that day connected to Passover because of that. And, mm-hmm. and it's always been that way. It's always going to be that way until Christ returns. You're going to have Passover. Jesus Christ is crucified that day. That's why it's Good Friday. Now, I wanted to look up Good Friday because it, it seems to me like, I know, understand like in America why we want to call it Black Friday because anybody who thinks of Black Friday thinks of uh, sales right after Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. And that's what, you know, Black Friday yeah. is. And so I kind of understand the financial boost that is the stores and it puts them from the red into the black. And it's kind of, that's why it's called black Friday. But then you look at us and it's called good Friday. I'm like, yeah, it was good for us. It wasn't certainly good. It wasn't good for Jesus. I mean, Jesus Christ had to die. He had to suffer. Mm -hmm. He was uh, ridiculed. He was had nails put in him and all these different things that went on. So it's interesting to me. There's it's good Friday. So I try to look it up to find out when it started and you really can't, they just said, well, the church has always celebrated good Friday. There's not really a day. And then they had speculation, what was kind of called good and good from a word that meant holy or pious Friday. And you look all over the world. I mean, people celebrate Good Friday. I mean, they're super serious about it. I think more serious about it than the churches where I grew up. Because I don't even know if we had a Good Friday service where I grew up. I don't know about your church. We didn't when I was growing up. I didn't really, it wasn't until moving to the East Coast that I really heard about Good Friday and the whole Holy Week and all that stuff. But growing up, it was just, it was just Easter and that was it. Right. Isn't it kind of interesting, though? I mean, because Good Friday is such a significant day when Christ died. And so for our church, I mean, it's been a number of years at this point. I mean, it's been well over a decade that we've been celebrating Good Friday services. We didn't always. When I first got here, they didn't. And then eventually we kind of instituted it here for our church as well. Just remember the death of Christ, make it a time when we can have communion. Just remember everything that Jesus Christ did for us. But Good Friday, part of the Holy Week. And it's interesting around the world, like I was reading in Germany, they don't allow certain activities because it's Good Friday. It's a holy day. Mm. It's a day where as one one little article I read said this, Good Friday was observed as a day of sorrow, penance, fasting, a characteristic that finds expression in a German word, sorrowful Friday. Good Friday is celebrated for this year, of course, on April 2nd, 2021. But it's a day of sorrow. It's a day of penance, a day of fasting. And for even our church, it's one of our days of fasting. We call Mm -hmm. it Fast Fridays. And this is the final of six Fridays where we've been fasting. In 12 states in America, it's it's like a holy day holiday. 
And for uh, Ohio's not one of them, actually. Ohio doesn't give it as a day off, but Connecticut does. Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, North Carolina, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas. Hmm. All will have Good Friday as a day off. And you and I just had this discussion because some people where you yeah. work out thought that everyone's off on Good Friday, but yeah. they're really not. Yeah, it, it is kind of surprising uh, to see that they are... They all have it off. I think it's uh, one of those things kind of where you grew up, um, you know, whether people really celebrate it, where they really have it. And I think it's important, you know, as I've gotten older, that in Good Friday, I think you see the importance of the crucifixion, of seeing Christ's death and what it is for, his atonement for sin. And really, it's a whole family thing. You need to have your whole family there and have the kids understand why are we celebrating on Sunday? We just come on Sunday and celebrate and wear our nice clothes and everything else. And almost like, that's not, that's not a typical Sunday and that's not what it's normally like. We have to understand his death on the cross for our sins, that that was necessary for him to seek and to save the lost. And then three days later, we see the resurrection on Easter. Right. So it's important that we see this Good Friday. And I, I don't think that was acknowledged um, all that well, you know, throughout the U.S. and you know, hopefully it will continue to get better. Right, but there are some people actually in the secular world who still think it's a holiday. Like I said, the people yeah. you work out with think, well, everyone's off on Good Friday, but they're really not yeah. because it's not considered a day where people take off. So we have an evening thing, like we'll have a crosswalk in Jefferson where we carry the cross and we remember that Christ came and he died and try to remember and reflect. And it's kind of a solemn thing. And Good Friday service, when we have Easter services, they're always super upbeat. Good Fridays very much subdued because someone just died yeah and that's jesus christ and that's what we're remembering and everything that he went through and so for whatever reason it's for as long as i can remember it's always been called good friday bad day for jesus a great day for us because this is the day that opens up the pathway to god this is the day that our sins are forgiven this is the day that all sins of the entire world went on jesus christ and so from that perspective it's an amazing thing now some churches on good friday they have what they call royal hours, and so they'll celebrate they'll 9 o'clock when Jesus Christ was crucified. They'll oh, wow. do something right at noon, and that commemorates when it all turned dark for three hours. Oh, and wow. then at 3 o'clock when he actually died, and Jesus Christ says, it is finished. And there he commended his spirit to the Lord. That All those things are commended like piece by piece. I mean, that's how significant a day it really is now yeah. in our church we don't have a nine o'clock service and a noon service and a three o'clock service and then a, later on a good friday service we just have one service where we remember it and and it's really and i think you know even our producer mark who's here and for yourself you know we've seen it it's not the best turnout of the year it's really not yeah. and in some ways like easter is your biggest turnout of the year but in some ways I think a lot of people should come out to celebrate Good Friday and should come out to remember because this is a super significant day. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, don't under completely understand what Good Friday is and what it's actually all about. Right. Um, and the importance of seeing, um, you know, without his without his death on the cross that we, we haven't, we haven't got to the resurrection, right? You know, we have to have him coming and dying for us on the cross, you know, uh, being the punishment, uh, for our sins, fulfilling that prophecy in Isaiah 53 so that we can, so that we can have salvation, uh, without that, uh, there, we don't have the resurrection. Uh, so I think it's extremely important for us as, uh, parents and, uh, as people to show, 
our families as an example to, to be here, to really understand that, to communicate it with our kids, the the seriousness of, of Good Friday and what it means so that we can truly celebrate Easter um, and the resurrection, just how important it is. We can always watch the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that one that one pretty <laughs> much spells it out, man. I'll tell you what. That's, that's an intense movie. That's an intense movie. It's absolutely brutal because they show that Jesus Christ getting whipped like he did. They show him. I mean, that guy was probably half dead on the way. He couldn't even carry his cross. Simon of Cyrene had to do it because he was yeah. so whipped at that point. And yet he has enough wherewithal up on that cross to refuse anything that would, I would say, deaden his senses or thwart his senses of what he was going through. Because sometimes that stuff that they would offer them was kind of almost like a drug that would kind of, no, I would say, nullify your pain, dull mm-hmm. your pain. And uh, he didn't even accept that. I mean, he he took it full out 100% all the way. And I think about that crown of thorns stuck in his head and how much that would hurt and blood running down his face. And like I said, his hands, I mean, nails driven straight through it is absolutely brutal. Um, I don't, you now I've been spanked as a kid. Spankings hurt, right? They did. It was just like, they didn't break any skin. I mean, he was getting beat with a whip that would have metal in it and pieces of bones that would shred his back completely. Yeah. So I, I look at that and think he went through a lot and he did that for us. There, there is, he did not come down here from heaven above to do this for himself. This was not like, hey, you know, this is kind of like an amusement park ride and I'm going to get to go on a cross and that'll be a really fun <laughs> thing for me to do. He did it because he had to do it and it's yeah. a perfect demonstration of how upset God is about sin that God does take it. Even though in our country, a lot of times we don't take stuff seriously, God does take it seriously. And we may think things are not a big deal. God does think it's a big deal. And you can see that God thinks it's a big deal because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for it, for those sins to make atonement. Yeah, I think like you're saying when it comes to the cross, I think sometimes we've uh, calmed it down, cartooned it uh, to an extent so that it's just... Uh, it's something loving that we run to and we hug and to really, if you take it back to, you know, uh, you know, 30 AD during Jesus's time, this is a horrible way to die, to, to, to be, to suffocate as your body goes down, you have to lift up your legs on that, on those nails so that you can breathe. Um, this was a horrible way to go. I mean, Jesus died quick within the three hours. Normally it took the people, you know, a day or so to completely, uh, to give up all their energy. Right. So this is one of the worst things, you know, and I, it's really interesting in different uh, cultures that I've, I've gone to and seeing in uh, Brazil and some other different countries where they don't even have crosses up because right. of them thinking of it just being so bad, like the electric chair or, in, or like an injection or something like that. But that's one of the things that Good Friday has done. It's redeemed that the evilness of the cross and shows us that it is a place for hope because it is what Christ did on there. It's not the means of death, but it is a means of, of his right. uh, giving us salvation <clears throat> in and through it. Well, if they blew him up with a hand grenade, we'd all wear hand grenades. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? If it was a guillotine, which it wasn't, but if it yeah. was, that's what we'd wear around our neck. I mean, the cross is a symbol. Like to us, a symbol of hope is a symbol of salvation. Yeah. When Jesus Christ died there, that was an instrument of cruelly taking somebody's life because you had done something against the Roman government, broken some law that they deemed worthy of death. And so that's why they were there. We've taken it, and it, like you said, it means something different. But he was nailed to the cross at 9 a.m., right? Yeah. So then at 3 p.m. he died. So to me, that's six hours of agony. He was already whipped before that. Yeah. So, and he was getting punched by the soldiers ahead of that. So, I mean, this is going on for 
I mean, numerous hours at that point. So I think of that agony, five minutes of it be enough. And he never tapped out. Like, he never tapped out. And I think give kudos to Jesus Christ for his bravery and his courage. He never tapped out. He never called on the angels. He never left the cross. He said, not my will be done, but yours be done. And then on the cross, he says in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And his love for people standing around him, even though they were treating him with absolute hostility and hatred, he was treating them with love because he said, Father, I want you to forgive them. And you know God's going to hear that prayer. When his son is praying that prayer to forgive him, you know that God's going to hear that prayer. God, I'm asking you to forgive these people because they don't even understand what they're doing. They don't understand who I am. They don't understand the significance of it. Father, forgive them. I think it's a great prayer. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. And then before he goes into the next one is the other thief on the cross that asks him, you know, uh, what must I do to be saved? And, you know, in him of, you know, believing on me and then, you know, you will see, uh, you shall be with me today in paradise. Right. Um, I think just how amazing that that really is, is the simple believing in Christ's death, burial, and right. resurrection uh, that gives us eternal life. Um, just the simplicity of that, the complexity theologically, but um, just the, the salvation is there. It, it's simple and it's free right. for us that that thief right there on the cross that, you know, knows he deserves the punishment is going to be with Jesus in paradise right. in minutes. Right. Well, one of the jokes you always hear about people incarcerated is all of them are innocent. Even a yeah. Shawshank Redemption, they kind of played to that. It's like, you know, we're all innocent in here. You know what <laughs> I mean? We no one ever really did anything. And here's when this criminal is on the cross. He said to the other criminal, I don't, we deserve to be here. Yeah. Jesus Christ didn't do anything to deserve, to deserve to be on this cross. We actually deserve it. And those words, remember me when you come into your kingdom, he had to believe there was life after death. He had to believe that Jesus Christ could save him. He had to believe that Jesus Christ was a king. And so for all those things, I mean, that's a statement of faith. When he said, remember me when you come to your kingdom, that's a co- complete statement of faith, realizing that he's turning to the only one who could save him. And Jesus Christ then says today, we will be together in paradise, which is one of my favorite stories, actually. Yeah. And then also, I mean, my God, my God, why have why hast thou forsaken me? You think about being on the cross and that, that anguish cry, you know, why have you forsaken me? Because at that time, he felt like God had turned his back because he's taken the sins of the world. The true punishment of sin is separation from God. A physical death is my spirit separates from my body. The spiritual death is my spirit is separated from God. And so that's what I would have had to take in a place called hell. Jesus Christ, he's taking that punishment for me. So I don't have to take it. My God, why have you forsaken me? I'll never hear those words. I'm not going to hear those words because Jesus Christ took that penalty for me. So I think at that moment, those two, God, the father, God, the son, divided from each other to the point that Jesus Christ said that. And by the way, it's also predicted it was in Psalm 22, I believe it is, where yeah. you, you see the same word, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad statement, actually. Yeah, it's it's amazing to think that over the last, you know, what would be the seven days of where it's gone from, from him coming in on Palm Sunday to be hailed as, you know, the next king. And, you know, this idea of him as the Messiah and the religious leaders, you know, not wanting to lose any kind of religious power or anything to do with that, you know, uh, they start to, to plot to kill him right. and, and want to get rid of him. And when the people see that he's not going to kill people or he's not going to punish them, then uh, they, you know, they, they flip on him right. and go to this other side of crucifying him. Uh, but the importance of, you know, Christ was fully human. He was fully God. He didn't sin, but he went to the cross for us because he loved each and every one of us. And then we, we see that in, you know, John three sixteen, and we see that he, 
he, that's why he goes to the cross, even though there's temptation to to not do it. Uh, he does it uh, to provide a way of salvation for us. Right. And he said it is finished. And when he said it yeah. is finished, you look at that statement, it is finished. What is finished? Not just his life. Hey, it's finished. Like, I'm done with this. I quit. He's not saying that. He's saying, I did what you sent me here to do. He did pay for those sins. Yeah. And before he breathed his last, he had paid for those sins. If he says it is finished, his blood poured out there is what actually paid for that sin. So you look at it, it is is finished. There's nothing more that I need to do for the work of salvation. This is an important point to realize. When when I look at myself going to heaven, I look at myself having my sins forgiven, my slate wiped clean. It's nothing that I did to make that happen. Jesus Christ did it. It is finished. His work on the cross is what made that happen for me. And I appreciate that any one of us can have faith in Jesus Christ. Any one of us can have our sins forgiven and have eternal life. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've never had that opportunity to put your faith in Christ, I would encourage you. This is something I did when I was a kid. I just went to the Lord and I said, God, would you forgive me? And would you give me eternal life? And I've always known that was a big game changer right there when I made that realization that Jesus Christ finished that work of salvation, forgave me of all my sins, he gave me a home in heaven, and that every single person, whoever believes in him, will have everlasting life. And that's what we're going to be celebrating on Easter, which will come up after Good Friday, and uh, we look forward to that as well. We appreciate each and every one of you tuning in here to the Way to Go podcast. Hope you have a great Good Friday. Hope to see some of you here, and uh, certainly, hopefully, we've tuned our thoughts be thinking more about all the great things that God has done for us. You guys have a great week.